everyone, and welcome to The Moral Hangover. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by my producer, Victoria. It is 5 o'clock somewhere, but we're just getting started our mornings virtually in Philly, Philly, and New York. Today, we are joined by my friend, Instagram blogger, and the most hilarious Greek girl you will ever meet. Let's welcome Danielle Marie. Woo! Yay! So, Danielle has this fantastic Instagram blog vibe. It is at City Wife Suburban Life. Yes. And you guys need to check out her content. It is so great. She and I actually go way back. So her younger sister, Sophia, is one of my closest friends from high school. And we met in 2012 when I had braces and was in my ugly face. So we, oh we're here for this long. True friends, people. So today we're starting a new segment. It's called Unfiltered Friends. So this is where we're going to be giving our opinions on all of the hottest tea. So let's talk about Tiger King because this okay. shit is wild. My God. So for anyone that doesn't know what Tiger King is... Um, it's this documentary series that just launched on Netflix and it's about Joe Exotic and he has this like tiger sanctuary type of vibe or what, how, how would you explain it, Victoria? Because I've only watched three episodes, but I know it's booming in the media. It's kind of about, it follows the lives of like three different people who are big cat lovers. Big cat is the emphasis. We're not talking about the P word. We're talking actual cats. (laughs) It's actually really strange. When I was watching it, I was like, is this a murder documentary? Is this, I don't even know how to categorize it. So there's so many moving parts in Tiger King. So you're following the story of these three people who are obsessed with big cats and have these like semi mini zoos that feature like tigers, different types of snow lions. And while this is all going on, at the same time, there's murders happening and there's also weird sexual endeavors happening. So by like episode six, the feds get involved and um, they think that one of the people killed her husband, Joe Exotic. He basically tells two guys that they're gay and they have a thruple. And then next thing you know, his one his one husband like knocks up a girl because he's not gay, but he was convinced he was gay. So there's so many moving parts in it, but it is so interesting. I'm only on episode three, but I heard once you get to six, that's when shit starts popping off. It's crazy. Yeah, The middle of it gets really boring. So I'm like not understanding the big height, but it is like interesting because it's a story you've never heard before. I didn't want to watch it because I'm like, what? This looks insane. But then I just kept hearing about it. I'm like, all right, there has to be something behind the hype. And then the more I watched it, the more I was like, this can't this. There's no way this is real. Like, there's no way that this guy makes music videos. And, <laughs> like, I'm like. That was weird. (laughs) Yeah. But then you realize that people in this industry, I guess, are just all different than us. And they're like, like Carol Baskin's closet was like all cat clothes. Like it was just. And it wasn't chic cheetah. It wasn't like. No. It was the ugliest cheetah I've ever seen. Right. And then I'm also like, well, if you love cats so much, do you really want to wear their print like on you? Like shouldn't it stay on the. I don't know. I was just confused by the whole thing, but it was like a good binge worthy show. So So do you think Carol killed her husband? I do. I do too. If you're going to kill your husband, that is the perfect way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just feed them to the tigers, put some meat on them, throw them in there. Right. And there must be something about her because if you think about it, like how did she get all these older men to like want her? And, and can we talk about the fact that she got her newest husband to pose cat style on the ground with a leash. Like, 
I, there's something about her that like possesses. She, she yeah. clearly has some skills in other areas of life. She sure does. <laughs> I can't. The music video thing is the funniest thing. The Here Kitty Kitty. Someone I actually posted that on their Instagram story with the like Spotify thing for it. Did you see now they're opening up the case again? Because so many people are like, uh, yes, she's definitely killed him. There's some plot behind it. But yeah, there was some tweet that they're taking any leads if people know anything that the disappearance no, the of her people, husband. The only people that know are the kitties. So I don't think <laughs> I don't think that they're going to get it but I guess we'll see. So do we think Joe Exotic actually tried to kill Carol? I think he he talked about it enough. He, like, had that show where he, like, shot a fake Carol. To me, the evidence in the show shows that he was trying to hire somebody, but I don't know. Yeah. I know. I agree. I think he definitely wanted to kill her. You know what? He needs a coupon from Haircuttery and, like, a, like a color session or something. Like, please, someone hook him up. Please. All right. So let's dive into a lighter topic. I'm a huge Kardashian fan. Um, I know Vic and Danielle have their other opinions, but Kardashians recently just launched their latest season, and the most recent episode has Kim and Courtney going at it. They get into a physical altercation. Kim is bleeding. Courtney like basically smacks her across the wall, and then she all of her bronzer foundation or whatever's going on there is all on the white wall, closed white wall. She's trying to get it off with her little baby wipes from True. So. What do you guys think of Kardashians? What do you think of the latest episode? Fill me in. So I feel like the Kardashians, um, I don't know. They're just, they're, they're everywhere. And to me, when something is, is everywhere, I just, I'm overwhelmed and I can't. So do we all think they're pretty? Yes. Um, will I try a lip kit? Sure. If somebody lets me borrow it, but like <laughs> not, I'm not obsessed with them. Um, but I did see the fight. Um, Courtney's my favorite, so Kim probably deserved it. Whatever, it's fine. So I watched the whole two two part episode where it kind of built up, and then the fight actually happened. Unleashed. It was like WWE 2.0. I do think Kim taunts Courtney. I think everyone. Let me back up. So this is why the fight happened. Kim was going at it with Courtney, being like, "You don't work. You don't have a work ethic. This and that." And Courtney was basically saying, "If I want to be a stay-at-home mom and be with my kids, that's okay." Which it totally is okay. I think there's this thing that happens between stay-at-home moms, people who work, where there's like this fighting. It's like everyone can be happy. It's your own life. Right. So I think that's where Courtney's coming from, and that's why she's upset because Kim keeps being like, "I work the hardest. I work the hardest." But Kim, you're also a fame whore, so that's why you work the hardest because you want to be Kylie now, and you can't. So I love Kim. I think she kills the game, but I really think. She needs to be a little bit nicer to her family. I think that the whole season kind of portrays her to be this like nasty person. Um, Chloe's my hands down favorite. Like Chloe's personality, she was in there trying to break up the fight. She was trying to help them both. She was trying to console them both, figuring out what's happening. Um, and I think she's kind of getting brainwashed by Kim. Hmm. Kim needs to sit down. Like, I mean, she does too much. And now that we have Kanye in her back pocket, he's just as fame like hungry so I don't know it's just she needs yeah, to be yeah. nice she's a mom too but I don't know how much she wants to actually stay at home with her kids mm-hmm. like there's no way you have four kids have all these different businesses like how much time are you actually spending with your kids right. and we're not mommy shaming here we're just we're just trying to paint the picture for everyone for the people who don't watch um no but you know what's so funny I feel like her and Kanye are probably the weirdest relationship ever I'm like sure. When you see them on interviews, there's, I don't feel a spark. I don't feel a loveliness. He's very 
I don't know. I guess she's like kind of cold mm-hmm. and also like very sarcastic. And she's, I don't know. She, I, I would say she's also kind of cold. So I don't understand. Like I would love to be a spy on their wall in their house and like see what the vibe is like between them. Yeah. And you, you probably wouldn't see much. Yeah, I probably <laughs> wouldn't. And I'd be like, can I please see? We like all a- know what, how she got famous. Let me see. Oh, yeah. You want you got to ask Ray <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, Danielle, enough about the Kardashians. We want to know about you because you're, you are popping. You look so great. And your page is amazing. You have the cutest family. Her husband's also super hot. She's beautiful. Obsessed. Let's dive into City Wife Suburban Life. How did you start it? How did it come about? All right. Sure. So, God, I guess it was last March, Sophia and I, so Sophia is 11 years younger than me, and I came up with this idea that we share an account together. It was called Two Sisters, Two Cities, and she was in a part of her life where she was um, trying to find a job. She was just about to graduate. She was looking for an apartment, so I thought that's super relatable for everybody going through that in that time. I'm in a completely different part of my life where I had just had my second baby. Um, I'm working part time. I'm trying to juggle like being a wife, getting dinner on the table and like still trying to look like I'm not a mom and like, you know, (laughs) two different like visions. So we did that for a little bit, but Sophia was super busy and she's not one to like get on stories and like talk a lot. And I am, and I don't care what I look like or stuff like that. So it just wasn't something that she had the time for at the moment and that she was ready to commit to. So it transitioned to city wife, suburban life, um, because I was raised and lived in the city all my life. And now that I have kids, we moved out to the suburbs. So now it's kind of just focusing on like my life with the kids and, you know, my my side of it without Sophia now. Um, And kind of, I, I make it a point to be real and this is real life, and this is what happens. So a lot of times, a lot of the people you follow, things are scripted, or they're buying certain things to set a corner of their house to look a certain way for the picture. But like, I'm not going to do that. This is this is my house. This is what's happening. Um, you know, it's fun. So. And that's what I love about your pages. You're so authentic to yourself. And I love watching the stories because the other day I sent this video to maybe 20 people. She was with the babies. She had a V. I don't know if I should be saying the names. She was at the babies okay. and um, they were watching TV. They're like sitting on the couch. And next thing you know, a Vita goes right for Mark's eye, like stabs him right in the eye. And he's just trying to get a little a little hug from his little sister. And I could not stop laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing because that's real life with kids like shit like that happens left and right. Right. And I feel like I would love to get a picture of the two of them, like with the perfect filter and like sitting, doing a great job, you know, whatever, but it's not going to happen. So 90% of my pictures are like, like the other night, Evita's sitting there picking her nose for like 20 minutes. So I put that on stories because I'm like, this is, (laughs) this is what's happening. Here we are. And it may not be for everybody, but Hey, if you're ever considering having kids, like this is a glimpse. (laughs) Yeah, you're giving, you're really giving people like the realness. And that's what I love because it's not staged. And what I love about your account also is you do these really cool try on hauls and you collab with some stores. So why don't you tell us about your experience with Sparrow and Hawk? Yeah, so they are a boutique um, right near my house. And I have like a heart for small businesses. So 
while I love like, you know, big brands, I feel like your local boutique or local whatever restaurant could use the love more than, you know, the big names. So I had reached out to them and said, listen, I used to be a teacher. What if we did like a back to school event and we could gear a shopping event specifically for teachers? We could do giveaways. We can get other small businesses in the community to, you know, take part in that. And they love the idea. Um, I've done, like you said, some try on hauls because I want people to see, hey, you can, I let them style me, but like, I'll give my opinion on some stuff. And I don't know. I just like supporting the small brands. I love that. And I think when starting, when you're starting out, it's so important to go for the smaller businesses because they're the ones who need more of the exposure. So it's right. a great stepping stone. Exactly. And they, they said to me, which is so funny because you feel like, I feel like I'm just normal. It's not like I have, you know, a million followers, but when I would do stuff like that, they're like, Oh, somebody called and they bought those pants or somebody did this and they got that sweater. And I'm, I'm just happy for them. Like, I don't feel like I'm this huge influencer, but if I influence somebody to go spend money at their store, like that's exciting to me. That's awesome. And you also have another project they're working on. So tell us about Plexus. Okay. So I don't know if you girls are into MLM. That's like the name for this thing. But um, right after- I have after no I idea what MLM is, but I'm here for it. Wait, I, I actually looked it up last night because I saw something how there's some people who are just totally against it. And then there's some people that are supportive. And I'm like, why do people have a strong opinion about it? Like, let, let whoever do what they want. People are thriving. You're just jealous that you can't make it. So I looked that up and I was like, what is it? So- you know how there's like pyramid schemes and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's like, like a whole thing. Well, that's illegal. So like if this, if this were a pyramid scheme that I wouldn't be able to collect a paycheck from it or, you know, whoever, but if you think about like any business, there's an owner, right. And then there's people that work under the owner and then there's like, so it, whatever, that's besides the point. I started taking these products. Um, they're basically like all natural, um, plant-based supplements. So there's like pre and probiotics, multivitamins, shakes, whatever. But I was never into that. But after I had my second, my body was like mom bod to the core. Like I just was not myself. Um, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this. I need to, I had her in January and I was like, I want to be in a bikini by the summer. Like I want to be on the beach in a bikini that didn't happen because my time, my body took a little more time, but hopefully if I'm allowed at the beach this summer, it'll be back. But anyway, I did some research. I found these products, no intention to ever like share them on my page. Cause that's not me. I'm not just going to, you know, start doing whatever, but then they were working and I was like, all right, I got to share this with people because like. I feel better and it was more about feeling than looking in the beginning. Like I have more energy. I don't need seven cups of coffee and I'm putting things in my body that aren't like, I don't know, there's supplements out there that have like weird stuff in it. So these ingredients, I'm not an all natural person, but if I'm going to put something in, I don't know. I I'm here for it. So. And have you feel like this has helped with like weight loss because you're naturally thin and I know you don't work out, but you look fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yes. So a lot of this was actually like inflammation and bloat. So yeah, like I didn't lose like 15 pounds, but I lost inflammation. So like my jeans fit so much better. Like my muffin top isn't a muffin. Uh (laughs) So like things just fit better. So it's a lot about your body working itself out so it's not so puffy and that was like a big thing so I'm gonna yeah. need to look into that after quarantine because I am puffing 
and the muffin is out. Yeah, I was just thinking about it last night because I am a huge snacker. Like I can snack all day and I've been not like that's that's another facet of it is it kind of curbs your cravings and I've been so good. Like I don't want I mean, I have my Oreos like that's like I have to, but I'm not snacking all day. So that's good. So tell us about you and Mark. Mark's her husband. How did you and Mark meet? Paint the scene oh, for us. My God. Okay. So we were in college. We went to Kutztown. Okay. You, we were at a party. We still argue about specifics of this night, but the way I remember it, and there was a lot of jungle juice at the time. I don't know. My was, fave. Yeah. We were at this party. There was a lot of people. I had walked past the bathroom. This is very important to know that I was not in the bathroom. Okay. Walked past it. And unbeknownst to me, there was toilet paper on my shoe, like a trail. I never noticed whatever. I like pass this guy and he stops and he, and uh, not my type. So I wasn't even like, I didn't, it wasn't a thing. And he's like, Hey, what's your name? And I said, Danielle. And he's like, did you just take a shit? And I was like, I'm sorry. And he's like, did you just, did you just take a shit? And he said it like in my head, it felt like the music stopped and like everybody stopped to hear this. And I was like, no, he's like, well, you have toilet paper on your shoe. And I was like, that's cool. And like, since he wasn't my type, I just thought he was like, like an asshole. So it didn't, you know, whatever. And yeah, that was our first encounter to him. He thinks that like led to here we are now, but that at the time I was like, he's an Yes, let's keep it. I can't believe he said that to you. Yeah, especially when there's alcohol involved. He's like Mr. Comedian. Like how many people (laughs) can laugh at this joke at the expense of this drunk girl, you know? So then how did that transform into you two Mm -hmm. dating? Okay, so that was that night. And then like a week later, I happened to see him at like one of my guy friends apartments and I'd never seen him the whole year and a half. This was my sophomore year. I'd never seen him before. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing him like a couple of times in a row. So I was like, uh, I guess he's like a little cute. And then can we just tell him what he looks like? Because he's like <laughs> six two, blue eyes, light, light brown, blonde hair type of vibe. Yeah, but he like, OK, but. Back then, I was, like, from Philly, right? So I was still in, like, velour jumpsuits and hoops. And he was in, like, an Abercrombie shirt and, like, just not my thing. Like, I was into, like, baggy jeans and, like, a fitted hat. Like, so (laughs) this was just weird for me, but whatever. And then I, since I saw him over at their house, I was like, Hey, I like screamed across the street. We're having a party for my friend's birthday at my apartment. If you guys want to come by. So he came and then he, he'll probably want me to tell this part because it makes me sound so desperate. But that (laughs) night he was like, I have to leave. I got to go get my clothes from like the laundry and the dorms or whatever. And I was like, do you need, do you need any help folding? (laughs) (laughs) Like, way to his heart, fold his laundry. Yeah, but I, meanwhile, if I would have known this, he's like OCD. I just fold shit, like, inside out or whatever. He refolded <laughs> everything that I folded. It's okay. I feel like in college, that's a perfect way to get, like, a guy's attention. Like, because no guy wants to do his laundry, so you, like, right. fold it. <laughs> I'm such a dork. No, that's, that's seriously the way to their heart, besides food. So, mm-hmm. fill us into how you are from there to now. Okay, so 
we, that was like the beginning of us like hooking. I don't know what hooking up means today, but it just meant like making out and like dating. And then it led to like exclusivity. And we, I don't know if this is common, but I felt like it wasn't like we, we were together for six years before we got engaged and never broke up, never took a break, never went a day without talking to one another. Like some of those days we were like screaming at each other, but we never like, we just stayed consistent. And then, yeah. So when I was 20, I don't know, 24, 25, he proposed and then we got married and here we are that I met him in 2005 and it's 2020. So yeah, that's crazy. Right. And now we have the two cutest babies in the building. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we have a boy and a girl. And I think it's good for now, especially quarantine season. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. So tell us, what what's it like being quarantined with a one-year-old and a four-year-old right now? I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know how you're surviving. I don't know how I'm surviving either. Some days I'm hanging on by a thread. Every night probably ends with wine. Um... I try to be like creative because I can't, they can't watch TV all day. Like it's not good for anybody. Um, So we have lots of art activities. We go for walks, but it is, it's, everybody's healthy. So I'm not going to complain, but it is hard because we can't go anywhere. We can't see family that we usually see and family's a big thing for us. So yeah, it's hard. Imagine being in, in the same house with little people that all they want to do is like touch you and you're making a snack every six seconds like you're it this probably doesn't even sound that bad but it is when they're like repeating your name every five seconds I cannot even imagine it's hard but it's okay so you recently posted on your Instagram a video of Mark your husband dyeing your hair please tell us about that experience Okay, so I am 33 and my grays are popping. Okay, she's 33, but she looks 25. You guys have (laughs) never seen a 33-year-old look this good, and I'm not just saying that. Oh, my God, you're so cute. Yeah, you look so young. I thought you were in your, like, (laughs) I thought you were 27 or something. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, No, so, Mike, actually, this is, like, a quick little tip here because I talk a lot of shit or I used to and when I was in college there was a girl sitting next to me in one of my classes and she had like like grays coming in and I was like oh I just remember thinking like oh shit that sucks like she's like 20 and has grays and I went back to my apartment and I said to my roommate like this girl like you're not gonna believe this I'm not kidding you the next day straight up was a gray so that's been since I was like 21. Like I have these friends that like to visit. So anyway, since I couldn't go to the hair salon to get my roots done, I'm like, Mark, we got to tackle this together because I cannot have these grays. And so my salon offered this like touch up kit and they had it like curbside for me. I pulled up, picked up the color. And I'm like, all right, do you want to do this? And he said, yeah, let's, let's try it. So he did my hair. He did a, pr- I have to say, he really did a good job. He was very, um, into it but he was also like like do you have to tell me where my grades are and how many I have like I think I know like he was very into it counting them looking at them it's so weird but yeah you need a whole head or was there because I saw there was only like a little bit that they gave yeah, you there was only they a little. so I think it was just honestly I didn't care if we did it wrong or right I just wanted him to get like my part but um yeah he just did like up 
the top part because I don't really get many down here. And I just wanted him to focus on what needed to be done. And he, he did it. I think the next thing that's going to happen is I'm going to cut his hair, which, which will be interesting. Oh, gotta, yeah. oh I want to see that. Yeah, he's got a good head of hair, and I hope I don't ruin it. So, everyone, you got to follow at City Wife Suburban Life to see this clip because it's going to be juicy. Oh, my God. Talking about gray hair in your 20s, no one talks about it, and it's something we need to shed light on because I am 23 now, and I have a whole patch. You can't really tell right now, or yes, you can if I go like this, but I have a whole patch in my in my head of hair, and I started going gray when I was 18. I would find, like, one or two, and now I have at least 10. And it got to the point where I can't just pluck them out because then, like, I'm bald. So, get have grace if you have them, people. Like, let it happen. Thank God for hair dye. I know. Do you feel like because you're blonde, though, like, not many people would notice? Um, no. I, or, yes. I feel like people don't notice because I do highlight my hair blonde. But mm-hmm. my roots are... But I don't notice medium at medium brown. Well, I like... I guess I notice because I stare at them all the time. But I guess a normal person wouldn't notice. But, um... Right now, because my roots are growing in, they're definitely more prominent than usual. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a real it. thing, right? It's a real thing. And isn't it just, for some people, it's genetics? Yeah, I think mine's genetic. Although I do stress out, like, nonstop, I think it's genetics. I, I had, I used to be a teacher that's, like, another lifetime, but a parent once called his son over to me and was like, look what you're doing to your teacher, and pointed to my grace. And I was like... I didn't think they were that noticeable. But I <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks yeah, for I could not believe it. All right, so we're going to dive into our next segment called Power Moves. And this is where our guests are going to give any type of tidbit, life hack, um, basically just to help you improve your life. So, Danielle, yes. tell us about your power move. All right, so my power move, which I've done for every job I've ever had, starting at like, 15 when I got my first job is it is so important to follow up and follow up professionally. Um, a handwritten thank you note that goes so far. So it shows, you know, the future employer that you're interested. Even if you call, my mom would be on me so much about this. Like if I had an interview, I wrote the thank you note, um, calling me like, Hey, I just wanted to follow up and see if that position has been filled. You know, I'm still really interested just showing that you're, you know, you value that position no matter what it is. Like I, my first job was at a donut place down the shore and I was like going, I was acting like this is it. Like I'm going to work at this donut shop forever because if you go in with that mindset and you follow up with that mindset, they can see that and they see that you really want it. So my power move is follow up and write a handwritten note because it goes far. It definitely goes far. And I just want to add something else. Don't don't feel like you're being a stalker for following up. Mm-hmm. Like I know some people reach out to me like, oh, I already followed up. Like, is it is it annoying? I'm like, they have so many emails coming in from different departments. You want to be top of mind in their head. So following up via email, phone call. And if you send them a handwritten thank you note, that is going to land you the next interview. And right. that that has worked out for me every single time. So I think that's an incredible tip. What do you think, Vic? Well, what do you say? I feel like people have a lot of excuses because the people who are motivated and driven, like they know what to do. But then there's some people who like need that extra push. So like, what would you say to someone who's like, I don't know the address or I I forgot to ask Google. for their email? I would say Google. Yeah, I, there's nothing that you can't find today. So like, 
I mean, maybe they just need a push or encouragement, but like you, you have to do what you have to do and also do your research. Like before you go in that, is that like a no brainer? Like you want to, you know what (laughs) it should be, but a lot of people forget that. Like you should know what the company does, right? You should know who they work with, who their competitors are. You should be looking at them in the news, look on Google to see what the latest article is that features them. Yeah. You also, this is like, sorry, but side note, whatever you put on your resume, be ready to like stand by that. Because, um, I had an interview once I studied in Spain for a summer. Right. So I put that on my resume right after college. And the principal that was interviewing me for this position was like, so do you speak Spanish? I see that you studied there. And I was like, well, conversationally, yes, but I'm not like, you know, some crazy fluent Spanish speaker. And he was like, okay, he gets his walkie talkie. I swear to God calls in the gardener for the facilities who only speaks Spanish and brings him into the interview and says, okay, I want you to have a conversation with him. And I was like, okay, luckily I wasn't lying. And I never said like, I could do more that I could do. And I got by and in Spanish, I told him like, I've only, you know, studied it for this long. So hopefully that's enough. And we, we got by and, and the interview went on, but I was like, okay. So he back checked what I was saying. That is so intimidating. So after that, I said to the principal, do you have a high Spanish population here? And he said, no, I just wanted to see how you'd be on your feet. And I was like, all right. Wow. Yeah. So I did not get the job. A girl that didn't have her master's and went to that school got the job, but it's okay. I was right. But it was practice, (laughs) right? Like you have to, what you put on your resume, you better be ready to stand by it. And you probably made a good impression, too. So I hope so. Speaking of, he did write me like a handwritten note that he was sorry I didn't get the position. So maybe. That was nice of him. Yeah. I mean, nice of him to make you basically shart yourself bringing in the gardener. But, you know. (laughs) I I wanted to die. I did. So we're on to our last segment, Hangover or Get Over. This is where our listeners write in their questions for our guests. So first question we have, how to be the girl they want to marry instead of the girl they want to date? Oh my God. Well, for me, and I feel like this is like a trend, just be you. Like, don't, don't think too much into things. Like I'm weird. I'm crazy. Like I, I don't know. I like have all these inside jokes with like my girlfriends, but I'm not going to change in front of someone because I want them to have this because then I'd have to be like that all the time. So like for me, I think just, being you and like I just an example of that the first time I met Mark's mom at dinner I was at her house and Mark was like Danielle do that impression for my mom and I was like I'm not doing an impression and he's like no like it's still I don't even remember what it was but he was like do it and I was like mortified but he's like like so in my head I'm like oh he must like that I'm like weird and I like imitate people and you know stuff like that so my that's my biggest advice is just be you because if it's meant to be that person is gonna love you for those traits you know yeah um how many dates do you think it's appropriate to release the kitty (sighs) speaking of cats yeah um so I don't have a number but I can say when give it some time because they need to like want it. And, um, I don't know. Cause we didn't have like dates cause we were in college. So it'd be like 
you know, come and watch a movie. And like, that's hard, right? Like, how do you say no, like during a movie, but you got to, you got to just think about it. Like if I want this to last, I can't give it in right now. So I would just say when you're comfortable, don't give it up too soon. So like, like what? Like, God, I don't want to sound like a prude, but I would say like five, maybe six. So I would say the average is three, but I feel like five or six really keeps them on their toes because they're like, does she like me? Is she even into me? Because then it makes them second guess themselves. Yeah. And it play, it's like playing a little second guessing themselves. But also like if you want if you want this, like you need to, you know, keep working hard. Yeah. If you want the ticket into Willy Wonka's factory, bro, you gotta <laughs> you gotta put in some effort. Yeah. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on today. This was such an incredible interview, and we're so happy to have had you and share all your insight. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. You guys are awesome. So everyone, go follow Danielle. Her Instagram handle is, get ready for people, (laughs) City Wipe Suburban Life. Go follow her, like her post, comment, give her some love, because she's fantastic. And then follow us. We are at the Moral Hangover Podcast on Instagram. Our personal handles are I'm at KT underscore Dom. And then Victoria is at Vic Bruno underscore. So thanks everyone for listening. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye.